It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. that put to bed some of the question marks surrounding this team over the past week or so uh welcome to the locked on avalanche podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day my name is chris maselli i'm the host of the locked on avalanche show uh what a game avalanche just finished uh beating the nashville predators nine to four and uh what you heard at the intro there was uh just the the second period goals uh the the theme song that introduces the show each and every each and every day is the the uh house music that's played after a goal that was played nine times well 10 if you want to include the when the game is over and they play it again it was just uh something to watch it re- it was really entertaining um you know it, it we said in in the uh, last episode, last game, how the Avalanche just have not been getting off to a good start. Well, they turned that around. They were the aggressors um, in the first period, and it just was there. There was a slight moment of oh no, and then it just took off from there. We'll get into it all. First, let's do some of the housekeeping stuff again. Uh, we are all over social media, or I am all over social media, Twitter. Instagram, Gmail, uh, our Twitter handle is LOPN underscore Avalanche. Our Instagram is Locked On Avalanche. And our Gmail is Locked On Avalanche at gmail.com. Uh, follow, comment, tweet, retweet, send me emails. Uh, once we get kind of going in this, we'll definitely do some listener emails. Uh, tell me what you thought about this game. Tell me what you think about the team in general. Um, was this from top to bottom uh, a complete game? Yeah, it was. I mean, the, obviously Nashville was not on their game. It just seemed like the Avalanche could do whatever they want um, at the turning point of the game. But there were, I, I don't want to say they're downsides right now because we don't have answers to some certain things, and I'll get into those certain things a little bit later on. Um, but for now, let's kind of dig this uh this mass killing apart uh a little by little and and you know these are the fun shows to do it, 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 the when i started this we we're only a couple episodes into this you know the abs hadn't won yet so this is the first show i think i can do where the abs had actually won in one in convincing fashion um even even before 
the game started this afternoon, it was like, oh no, here we go again. Um, it was revealed that Philip Grubauer was not going to be playing. He's going to be day-to-day. And they called up uh, Adam Werner from the Colorado Eagles, who, <coughs> excuse me, um, don't really know too much about him. He doesn't really have an extensive history. Um, never been called up. I understand he did have a shutout in the AHL, uh, his last game that he played a couple days ago. So he, we knew he wasn't going to play, but just the fact that he got brought up and the way that the Avalanche announced it, they announced that he was brought up first and didn't say for who. I mean, obviously, if it's a goalie, it's for one or the other. And if you remember in the, the previous game, um, uh, Grubauer got up. There was a little bit of congestion in the net, got plowed over a little bit. Um, and he, when he got up, he got up very slowly. Um, he finished the game, didn't get pulled or anything like that, but obviously that hurt him as the night went on and the following day went on. So they called up, and then maybe an hour or so after they announced the calling up of uh, Adam Werner, they said, yeah, Grubauer's day-to-day. And the last I heard was uh, he's not playing. He had, Well, he obviously didn't play today. He's not playing Sun Saturday against Columbus, um, and after that the Az go on a road trip, but he will be joining them for that. So it seems like we have everything. It seems like... Gabe Landeskog is month to month. Uh, Miko Rantanen is week to week. And Philip Grubauer is day to day. And Colin Wilson, I, I don't really know. I think he's kind of week to week as well. So it, it, the injury bug has obviously hit the avalanche, uh, but they turned it around today. We thought, oh, God, here's another injury. Um, but Pavel Francouz, I can never say that name correctly, Francouz. Um, or Francis, however you want to say that French name. Um, really, he, he played a very good game. We'll get into that too. Um, so kind of like, you know, Michael Jordan has said it so many times before where the, the, the basket just seems like a big old bucket. No matter what you're th- he's throwing up, it goes in. That was kind of like the avalanche in the second period today. Uh, no matter what they threw at the net, it went in pretty much all game with the exception of the first. But in the first... Like I said before, like the Avalanche have been getting off to very slow starts and ending poorly. Um, today, they got off to a hot start, and it was the Wonder Boy, Cal McCarr, uh, just a little over a minute, I think a minute and 20 seconds or so into the game, and uh, he, he got the halves on the board right away, and that's what they wanted. That's what they needed. You're at home. get the, the crowd's going to be involved. They always are at the Pepsi Center. Get them involved early. That's exactly what happened. Um, and, and not only that, they just the dominance was so early. Uh, they, they held the puck in their, in their offensive zone for extended periods of time. They weren't just dumping and chasing. The, the, um, you know, the defenders seemed comfortable carrying the puck all the way into the zone. And if they got deep behind the net, you know, somebody would cycle over. But they weren't just getting to the past center ice or getting just to that blue line and dumping it in and then hanging out at, at their defensive zone. Um, and, and, and it seemed to really change the dynamic of, of the offense. Uh, they had sustained offensive attacks. Um, they had not done that at all, I feel like, in the last five games. Um, and, and the shots they were getting early on were quality chances over quantity shots. They were getting a lot of shots. Um, I think at the end of the first, they had a 19-6 to, to six shot differential. 
in their favor. So they're getting a lot of shots, but a lot of the shots were, were quality ones, and, and that's the difference. Um, they weren't trying to get too cute with their passes. Their passes were crisp. They had just good looks at the goal early on. So that was that in itself was pleasing because you knew, all right, like at least they have a chance here. Like they're going back and forth. They're standing toe-to-toe with, with the Predators, um, and they weren't just outplayed from the opening puck drop in the first. It really changed uh, the mentality of just watching this game. And it's like, all right, this is a different team from what we've seen. They're, uh, you know, understandably pissed off, and they're coming out ready to play, something that Coach Bednar has been pushing for so long. They, they need to be ready right off the bat, and they were. Um, early on, We th- I thought it was going to be for the duration of the game. It wasn't, but uh, Zadorov and Watson exchanged hits. You know, Watson got the best of Zadorov, and a couple minutes later, Zadorov came back and, and nailed Watson. It, it, I thought that was going to be something to watch the rest of the game. It really wasn't because the game kind of got out of hand. Um, Avs went on a five-on-three five power play for almost the full duration of two minutes um, and got a goal off of that. And early on, like right at the end of the first, the Predators were really hurting themselves with, with penalties. Um, they were kind of complaining about them, but they really, I mean, it was kind of embarrassing why they were wanting to uh, complain about these penalties. They were clear as day penalties. And uh, Colorado took advantage of one of them, but, um, you know, the pen- everything, even including the power play, was much, much better today. So, um, first period, very promising. Um, you know, think, think things were going in the, in, in the right direction. Colorado was up at the end of the first. They were up two to one. Uh, so, where do we head into the second? And things didn't go very perfectly or or they kind of we thought they looked like they were going to get out of hand rather quickly in the second uh but that's when things really really got out of hand for the good guys my name is paul stewart a third generation irishman from dorchester mass i made it to the nhl as both a player and a referee i was even elected to the u.s hockey hall of fame when i was skating i had my share of lumps and bumps i gave a few back too As a stand-up old-school guy, I've always been hesitant to try fads, but recently I became a big fan of a company called Easy Feeling Wellness. A hockey buddy sent me 1,000 milligrams of intensive relief rub. Easy Feeling markets a line of natural plant-based hemp extract products, including gummies, soft gels with melatonin, and tinctures. Their motto is to enjoy every day, which all of us banged-up baby boomers and old skaters can relate to. Easy Feeling products are non-addictive. They don't get you high, and they're perfectly legal. Give Easy Feeling a try by going to easyfeelingwellness.com. They will even give you 20% off your first order by using my special code, PS20. Easy Feeling Wellness. Enjoy every day. Don't Luca now, but the Los Angeles Clippers might be in trouble. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. Dallas Mavericks forward Luka Doncic dropped a triple-double and an overtime buzzer-beating three-pointer to tie their series with the Los Angeles Clippers. You have to listen to Locked On Mavericks today for a very hype Nick Angstadt. To the NFL, where 77 positive COVID tests from 11 teams were re-examined by a New Jersey lab. All of those tests have now come back negative. For the latest on the NFL's quest to return, subscribe to Locked On NFL and the new Peacock and Williamson NFL show. And finally... 
Sources tell ESPN's Adam Schefter that Baltimore Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson missed two training camp practices due to a groin injury. Listen to Locked On Ravens for the latest on the reigning MVP and why the team released Earl Thomas. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so once the um, the second period started, like I said, abs up 2-1, to one. Predators took the lead back pretty quickly. Um, uh, the, they, they tied it, and then good old Matt Duchesne back in town um, kind of got a lucky goal, but I mean, whatever, a goal is a goal, kind of went over the top of Francis. Francis. I'm going to call him Pavel. How about that? Pavel's head. Um, and kind of like just effortlessly went behind him and got a goal and you know Duchesne played it up because he's back in Colorado rightly so that's fine um and then you're like okay well I thought the second period was where the avalanche kind of have been turning it on lately what's going on did they have a really good first period and now they're going to kind of be lax in the second period uh I think that was that was going through my mind anyway um and then that quickly changed because uh Jonas Donskoy got a goal moments later um and that just started an onslaught of something like I've never seen before um I I've said so far I think the second period of a game the game they played against uh, Vegas Golden Knights was the best period that they've had I still think that because that was absolute dominance this was absolute dominance but this was just a team toying with another team um, the Preds just clearly did not have it. Something something went wrong, which is just odd for them. You don't do this, what the Avs did, to a Nashville Predator team. They're a very strong team. They're a very good team. They're going to make the playoffs. Uh, they're very well coached. But this happens to to every team for, for whatever reason. Um, and it's just odd that they, they had gained the lead back and then gave it up so quickly, and then it was off to the races for the Avs. Uh, like I said, the Donskoy goal, Graves scored a goal 20 seconds later. Um, they thought it might have been Tyson Jost who tipped it in, but I think they did give it to Graves. Um, then uh, Burkowski got a goal. So they, they had three goals in a minute and a half, which signaled the end for Pekka Reine. Um, they got him out of the game, brought in their backup, and then... Avs had all the momentum going, and they get called for a penalty. Okay. Um, I can't remember who it was that was called for the penalty, and I believe it was a cross-checking penalty or a tripping penalty or something like that. But what happens is Matt Nieto scores a shorthanded goal, <laughs> and then Matt Calvert scores a goal. And we thought uh, uh, Johnson scored a goal, but it actually was tipped in by Donskoy for his second of the game. They, they scored six goals in eight minutes, and it was just one bang, 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 bang. It was just – it was something to watch. And, and I'm sure if you're the Predator, the Predator fan, you have the complete opposite feeling on that, and I understand that. But being the Avalanche fan, wow, you don't really get this too much. Um, we'll go over – I'll go over the, the stats um, at the end here, but everybody was pitching in. And, and this is where, this is what the Avalanche were wanting to achieve in the offseason. They needed depth. Uh, they got it. They were shown this depth early in, in the season. It hasn't been there. And, and this, this game, everybody was involved. First line to the fourth line. It was great. 
um, it, it, you almost forgot that when the second period was over, like there's one more period to go. Like there was another, the, the stat sheet was filled after uh, two periods and you're like, man, like, and you knew the third was just going to be a formality, at least for the avalanche. Um, heavy defense, clear pucks, exchange, real short shifts. Nobody's staying out there too long. And it was, but, um, but man, that, that second period, I could probably go watch back and watch that over and over again. Cause it was, it was very entertaining. Um, I, I, let me bring up some stats here. Uh, these, these are stats for the whole game. I'm not going to bring up just the, the second period, but for the whole game, here we go. Um, you know, in the third, Donskoy added um, a third goal, so he got a hat trick. Uh, Nathan, so he had a hat trick and no assists, so three points for him. Nathan McKinnon, goal and three assists, four points for him. Ryan Graves, a goal and two assists. Cal McCarr, a goal and two assists. Burkowski, a goal and two assists. Calvert, a goal and assist. Johnson, two assists. Jost, an assist. Kadri, an assist. Comfer, an assist. Kamenev, an assist. And TJ Tynan, uh, the, the guy they, they called up, got an assist himself. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 11, 12, 13 different avalanche with points. Um, and this is to also tell you that Nathan McKinnon did not play the third period. There's a little bit of a question mark as to why right now. Um, watching the broadcast, I think they said it was just to hold him out. You know, they're up by that much. Why risk injury for him? Um, and then on the Avalanche Twitter page, they posted that he was, or maybe it wasn't their Twitter page. I think it was a a, uh, a journalist from a magazine or, or website said that he was out with an upper body injury. I don't know how it works. If, if you're holding somebody out, do you have to give an injury report as to why they're out um, and not just bench them? Uh, that I honestly don't know. But... <laughs> Here we go again. <laughs> if Nathan McKinnon is is out, I, I I didn't see anything in the game that really warranted him him being injured. Um, they him and and, and the uh, the Predators were not getting along this game. Um, when the Avs had that five on three towards the end of the first, um, they had the well first obviously they had the power play and i think they were 10 seconds into the power play and uh they they slashed mckinnon you could have either called him a slash or um a stick went right up into his face and they weren't happy about it i don't i think they maybe thought he embellished um but when you watch the replay like i said in the first segment like they they were clear penalties um i think maybe the predators were just upset that they were going to be down on a 5 on 3 shorthanded uh, for them, which is understandable, but I mean, it, it was clear as day a penalty. So I think they were maybe thinking, "Here's this superstar, and he's you know flopping." Nathan McKinnon doesn't flop. Okay, he's not he's not that kind of of player at all. Most hockey players don't flop. This isn't soccer, but um, he, he's a, he's a big boy. It takes a lot to get him down and then stick to the face. Uh, we'll do that on anybody. And I, I, the other reason why I think they were so mad was because. Nathan kind of stopped the play 
Like when he got slashed and the stick went up to his face, he flailed because the stick went up into his face and he, the puck kind of got away from him and he just kind of like held his hands out like, are you going to call that? And then they called it. So it's kind of like, all right, I get that. I mean, it's a penalty. Um, so I think the Preds took that personally. And at the end of the first, Nathan McKinnon had to be escorted like off of the ice because he was standing right in front of the of the Predators bench. They were John back and forth. So um, I don't know. I, I can't, you know, you're not going to go, you know, uh, attack a guy like that in the second period. Um, I think the Predators had too much to worry about um, than Nathan McKinnon. Um just because they were getting blown out so bad in the in the second period, but I didn't see anything on the ice that uh, made me think, oh no, he's injured. So they could have been just holding him out. I hope that's what they're doing. We'll probably get the answer to that uh, tomorrow at some point. Um, so yeah, getting back to the stats, it's just a loaded stat sheet if you want to see it. Uh, and, and kind of continuing with the Nathan McKinnon thing, four points. Uh, a plus two, 10 shots on goal, 10 in two periods. And I would even venture to guess there was uh, maybe just a couple of those in the second. Believe it or not, like the, the second period was, um, you know, he had a couple assists in the second period, but everybody else was dominating. Like he, he must be loving this, that this is what he's been asking for, uh, to have all of this depth um, and he doesn't have to be the man. He still is the man. <laughs> Let's not kid ourselves. But um, he must have loved just watching all of his teammates kind of just reap all of these benefits in the second. So um, it's kind of an impressive stat sheet. So um, like I said, going into the third, Don Square got his hat trick. That's great. Um, N- uh, Nikita Zadorov did not play as well in the third. So same thing with him. I didn't see anything that made me question if he was injured um you know they're not gonna hold out Zadorov the same way they would hold out McKinnon in a blowout so I'm kind of thinking maybe something was wrong with him and maybe it's not too major but they just didn't want to press it so they kind of gave him the third period off again we'll probably see um some updates on that tomorrow now when games like this kind of get out of control um what are you going to do? Like, you can't pull everybody. You know, you, you got to play some players. So you always run that risk of people getting injured. There were kind of a couple hold-your-breath moments. Uh, Kale McCarr skated off at one point on one skate, favoring one leg. I think it was his left leg. Um, I try, don't I don't remember if he came back on. I'm pretty sure he did come back on. Um, and same thing with Sam Girard. Sam Girard came off, and he was kind of doubled over on the bench. He did come back. So it's like, you know, and, and I don't think, you know, Nashville is really headhunting or anything like that. That's just the nature of the game that, you know, it, you might get hurt, and you don't want to see a guy get hurt in a blowout like this, but um, uh, we'll get injury updates, like I said, tomorrow probably, or today if you're listening to this on Friday. Um And more on Sam Girard, like, I just feel like he struggled again today. Like, he was not good with his puck handling. He turned the puck over a lot. Um, I think people are in on that spin move, especially Nashville, because he played for them for a little while. Um, 
I, I he he's still a, a fantastic player, and we got him locked up for a long time. I'm not really just right now. He seems to be struggling a little bit with with his puck handling. He just seems to constantly be be turning it over. Um, yeah, I don't know. If, if if you think I'm wrong, maybe just send me an email. Let me know what you think about it. It, it just happens from time to time. It's not like. Um, but when when someone is is on him, it's almost like he has lost a little bit of confidence. Like I hope I don't turn this over right now. Just something to watch. So um, the Donskoy goal, the game, the hat trick, pushed the um, Avs goal total to nine. Obviously, the fans were hoping for double digits. Didn't happen. Um, and maybe the worst thing that comes out of this is you have just poked the bear in the Nashville Predators. Obviously, we play them several times throughout the year. And they're not going to be happy the next time we play. But honestly, like, who cares? Like, right now, you, you can't you can't say let's, you know, put our foot off the gas pedal because of the next game. You know, go full throttle right now because they've gotten the best of you many times in the past. Um, and to give it back to them one time was excellent, in my opinion. So kudos to the Avs for keeping the, the foot on the throttle. And um, we don't get to do this much to the Predators. Nobody does. So I think... Ending this the streak the way we did um, against a very talented team, uh, we'll 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 put the NHL not back on notice, but say like okay yeah we, the Avalanche are they're okay they'll be all right. All right guys, so um, looking ahead for the weekend, Avs will be playing their second home game in a row in this short little homestand against Columbus Blue Jackets. Columbus did win tonight. And they beat Coyote, uh, the Coyotes and uh, Darcy Kumpfer, who's pretty much the hottest goalie in the league right now. They, they got by him. And, and Columbus was struggling as much as the Avs were. They both had lost five in a row. So it was going to be, you know, I was watching that game. It was like, are we going to be two teams that have lost six straight and something's got to give? Or will one win? Will both win? Turns out they both won. So um, and Columbus has been struggling. Um, for most of the season right now, so uh, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um, I think, yeah, they don't play a back-to-back then, and then I think they're on the road after that. But um, we'll get into all that next year. Just the one game over the weekend um, in Denver. Uh, but again, guys, like watch the highlights of, of of this game if if you haven't yet, or uh, even even just that eight-minute segment of the second period because it was. It was beautiful, um, and and like I said, the the thing that was great about it was they lost the lead. The Avs lost the lead, and and just because of everything that has been happening, you're like, oh boy. Um, but once they lost that lead, it, it was like because they had such a good first period. Once they lost that lead, I think they said they kind of looked at each other on the bench and like, what's going on? Are, are are we gonna get up for this? Like we kind of fell asleep here for a few minutes in the second, and they did. They woke up and uh, went on a run. So um, excellent win off of that five-game skid. Uh, They are now tied in the standings with uh, Nashville at 20 points. Uh, And they're both exactly 9-5-2, how they get their 20 points. So St. Louis uh, seems to be picking up right where they left off from last year. So it was good to keep pace with them because uh, they don't show, show any signs of slowing down. I don't know if they played tonight. I'm just checking the scores really quick. They did not. Um, 
Yeah, and they're not playing tomorrow either. So it was good. You just you you, you they're hot. Okay, then they're the defending champion. Everybody's going to be out for them, so they're going to raise their game. You have to keep up with them for as long as you can because, I like I said in yesterday's show, um, those top-tier teams, they don't have those five-game losing streaks or six-game losing streaks. Most of the time, they don't have those. So I hope the Avalanche got this out of their system. Um, to win it this way was was how it almost had to be done. I don't think anybody expected a 9-4 to blowout, but you didn't want that uh, two-to-one game with you know your your their goalies pulled for the last two minutes and you're you're desperately trying to win to break this losing streak. You did it in in a fashion that made people say, "Oh wow, yeah." Like I said, yeah, we we know the Avalanche are good. Um, it will wake up people again that the fact that they put this much of a smackdown on them. Um, just it just makes you feel better than just a two to one eke out win. So um yeah, we're I'm happy. <laughs> I, I was never nervous about this five game losing streak because it was so early, but um it's over. Hopefully we can get past it. We will never have another one. Um and we can get back to winning games, competing and looking like a, a competitor that we all knew they would be for this season. So uh, that's it for today, guys. Um, like I said, follow on Twitter, um, LOPN underscore Avalanche, uh, Instagram, LockedOnAvalanche, and email, LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com. Um, if you're downloading on it on iTunes or listening on iTunes, subscribe wherever you are listening. Uh, leave some feedback in iTunes. It really does help, um, and I would appreciate anything that you guys want to leave for feedback would be great. Um, so... That's really it for this week. Um, see you guys next week. We'll do some three stars of this previous week, previous week that just is finished after the Columbus game. And that's something I want to hear from you guys as well. What, what are your three stars for the week? Let me know. Um, so, yeah, have a good weekend, guys. And here is Jovi. Go, Abs, go.